Oh well. Whatever happens, happens. Storytime with Birdo was recorded in front of a live audience. Thank you, thank you, thank you everybody for coming. It is a pleasure. I am your host, Birdo, and welcome to Storytime with Birdo, episode two. Today, once again, we have a very special guest. Um, since I came to college, he's become one of my best friends, and I'm really Yay. proud to call him. <laughs> I'm really proud to call him my friend. Um, he's one of the most interesting people I've ever met. Oh, stop it, Birdo. You're making me blush. <laughs> we have, without more introduction, I feel like he's itching to get the conversation <laughs> started. We have Charlie Marino. Charlie, could you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, of course. Yes. Hello, Birdo. Thank you very much for having me here. My name's Charlie, as <coughs> Birdo introduced me as. And yeah, I'm a junior here at Springfield College. And yeah, man. I love lifting weights. I'm in the physical therapy program, and I also love doing things that when people look at me, they really would not think, such as playing music, really a lot of the arts, and writing poetry, which I think is what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, and you're right. People usually would never imagine that out of you. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you're this big, burly man, mm -hmm. you know, ever since freshman year, you've looked above 30. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really glad that the more I've gotten to know you, the more I've gotten to appreciate your love for the arts mm -hmm. like you said you play piano you play guitar mm -hmm. well you could say well I, I can play a couple chords yeah, of course here and there <laughs> sure, of course. um a lot of times we forget you used to do music we the won't plug it we won't plug it Chuck. oh all right shameless plug let's <laughs> shameless. go charlie um uh, and yeah and, and yeah charlie since you write would you consider yourself an author i would say that i would consider myself an author um i started really reading poetry probably about 10 years ago in middle school and I was really embarrassed not embarrassed but I was scared to let that side of me show because I wasn't a hundred percent confident in who I am but in doing the things that people see of me the big lifting weights and basically the lifting weights is what allowed yeah. me to be very confident and let that side also shine through now which my friends see mm -hmm. and I really started writing a few years ago say probably when I got to college I really I was like oh I really like this this poetry stuff these stories why don't I start writing not not for oh school. wait so you would only read poetry throughout middle school yeah for sure that is very advanced for middle Throughout school. middle school that's <laughs> school, wild man. I why? mean I've always I've just I love it I don't know we needless like without a better way to say it like I feel like I'm a very emotional guy, and I think you're going to understand because I think you are too. Most of our friends are very emotional people, and we have these complex, deep emotions that really can only be portrayed through art, and you can call that poetry, you can call that music, you can call that, I'm in a theater class right now and I don't like it per se, <laughs> but you can portray it through any kind of art you know yeah, what I mean? of course but it's mm -hmm. it's always hard mm -hmm. it's always like not something people would expect because exactly. i mean it all comes down to like you said our friends are very emotional M most men don't actually show it we only know they're emotional because we're really close to them exactly and which comes with a problem of why a lot of men aren't into the arts is because yeah. they don't like feeling you know that vulnerability you know they want to put on this face and keep this toxic masculinity going and birdo so, 
Sorry, go on. No, continue. You hit the nail right on the head there. That actually segues me into what I write my poetry basically about. So I would say the number one topic of what I write about is being able to show your emotions as a man. And you hit the nail on the head. I'll say it again. <laughs> Toxic masculinity. I used to be one to doubt it. I would be like, oh, because I, I'm a, I consider myself a very masculine man. I, yeah. In all ways, but I would say, oh my gosh, these stupid people want to say that I can't be masculine, I can't be a man, I can't be big, I can't be loud, I can't rah, rah, rah. But no, they're saying the real true meaning of toxic masculinity is our, we live in a society that kind of portrays, that puts out this societal norm that men really cannot show their emotions, which... It's, it's, it's screwed up, man. You know what I mean? And that is what I write about. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you can see that through a lot of different art. Like, oh, I remember sure. that just took me back to this uh, one artist. He's a country artist. Mm -hmm. I don't usually listen to country, but I really like his style. His name is Sturgill Simpson. Okay. And he has this line in the song that is like, you only value a man by how much he loves. And it's so true, but wow. it's something that usually like becomes hidden. So yeah. I'm glad you're taking this outlet to let go of that you know that outlook on how men for are sure. supposed to be for sure because i mean if someone says i'm men i imagine you but you know <laughs> stop but you're also open to everything and i feel like that makes you more of a man than being definitely scared of man. that is what makes a man a man mm -hmm. it's a definitely man that's what makes a man a man but it is true like in my opinion a true man is a man that can show his emotion that can show his vulnerability that can love unapologetically that is not afraid to be himself that'll lift other people up that'll advocate for himself and for others and honestly for me it's getting in touch with my with my vulnerability and my emotional side that really allowed me to pursue not pursue but do this art in an unapologetic form of course but um so who are your inspirations like, who do you read? Did you, like, just come out of this because you needed an outlet to put it out? Or did you see how other people were expressing themselves and decided to get into it? So there's a pianist named, uh, he is, he's Norwegian, but his name is Hoep Beving, I believe. It's J-O-E-P. I think that's pronounced Hoep or Joep or something mm -hmm. like that. Hoep Beving. And I started listening to his, he's just fully instrumental, his piano music, I would say, six or seven years ago. And... Whenever I write poetry, <clears throat> sorry, whenever I write poetry, I put either his music or similar music on in the background because that music catalyzes an emotional response for me. I listened and I remember the first time I listened to his music, I just bawled because it made me feel so much more in touch with a part of me that I did not know existed. I was not mature enough to realize that it did exist, but oh my gosh, I felt that right then. So I started, I just read, oh, who were some of my original inspirations? Oh my gosh, I'm terrible. I can't remember. It's okay, it doesn't names. have to be original. Yeah. I just know you've gotten into reading, mm -hmm. or you've always been into reading. Mm -hmm. um, so I just wanted to know if any of that writing, like, you know, moved on to your own. Really not much specifically. It mm -hmm. was, yeah, it's crazy. I can't even tell you the names of, I'd say, three poets that have touched me in a sense. But I would just go to my local library and I would get poetry books. They'd be like new poems, not like 
Shakespearean poetry. Yeah, None like of that, that really. New style, you know? Like a new, yes, a new style. And I would just read them top to bottom. And oh my gosh, I just love it. And that's, like I said, beginning of high school to still I do that now. And just before I go to bed, I will read five, six poems and really think about them. Let them set in, let them resonate with me in a sense. But That's yeah. amazing. That's actually it's so good. It's and healthy. It's You're ingesting arts, then it's better than just you know staring at your phone. Exactly. Which, but of course, I'm human. I do sometimes. Yeah, of course. You it's, know. it's there's nothing wrong with that. But I try every night before I go to bed, and whenever I'm feeling down, I always have some kind of poetry on me, some kind of literature, either like philosophical poetry or um, you know Albert Camus. Yeah, is he's an artist. Or, artist and author that I've been on recently I just finished his book The Stranger yeah and that and um, one of those little was he a philosopher rather than yeah. a poet yeah he had some poetry though oh really yeah I'll have to check yeah. it out some really good absurdist poetry is what the philosophical concept is it's cool very yeah. cool stuff but um yeah man I always have it on me I always stay strapped with the poems but and that allows me to just even when I'm in a tear like if I'm looking at things in a negative light or I'm just feeling ungrateful or I'm feeling just you know what I mean just down yeah it just shows emotion take it out and read a poem and you're like oh never mind I feel great now I feel emotional good (laughs) emotions are great they really are that's good you find a good outlet Um, but at the same time well you've said this little story and Mm. since your introduction you've mentioned a thousand things Mm -hmm. how do you do so much in a day how do you balance your life? Man, I ask myself that every day. And actually, recently, I've been asking myself that a lot more. I look at it as every night before I go to bed, I will, in addition to reading my little poems, mm-hmm. I'll like look at what I need to accomplish for the next day. And I will just be like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to thug it out and get it all done. And... Something that I see that really helps me, because a couple months ago, I was, like, really struggling with this, like, oh, my gosh, I'm not having fun. I'm not doing things that I enjoy. I'm just doing work, 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 work. You got to find appreciation in the little things. You need to. That is vital if you want to be a productive person, because it involves you doing stuff all day long. That's what I do. I do stuff all day long, and it's tiring, but on my walk from... Cheney, our dining hall, to my next class. Around my, I wake up in the morning and going to my car, take five seconds, and I just look at the leaves. It's fall. Oh, I just look at the leaves, and I'm like, "Oh, wow. this beautiful, beautiful." I New love England. it. I enjoy on my commute from place to place listening to music. I enjoy having a nice conversation with someone in the library. Or so you've been able to find the beauty in the mundane. In the little, in the mundane, exactly. There is beauty in the mundane, in the um, in the nuance of things, and you even speak like you're cool. a poet, <laughs> man. Um, I I fully I think that is some amazing advice you're giving the people right now. Just be thankful for where you are, stand where your feet you are. You gotta notice. You mm-hmm. gotta stand. Be where your feet are. That's true. Mm-hmm. Very smart man named Amelia Amaya, Emilio Amaya told me to do that. Perhaps he'll be a guest at some point. Ooh, maybe. A little foreshadowing. Maybe. A little pa pa pa. So, ending of this little interview, mm-hmm. I just, I'm wondering, what are your hopes for the future as a writer, as a student, as a man? I really have been thinking for the past couple of years since I started actually writing, I would love to publish a book. 
at some point a collection of my work in a methodical order it just one of actually my professors mike michael spry he is who truthfully got me in touch with my writing and he has a few books published and he actually just last night gave me a copy of his book bourbon and eventide and i gave it a read through it's it's a quick read it's like 47 pages it's the lineage that makes it just there's not many words but it is oh it's, it's it's beautiful and he's like man this is just a collection of my poems over time that i worked into this methodical order that tells this beautiful story of whatever it might be and yeah that is for in terms of writing i want to eventually publish a book Amazing. Something like that, a collection of my work for, for sure. Definitely not soon, but who hey, knows, man. One day, as long one as it day. comes. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Mr. Charlie. Mr. Birdo. It is story time with Birdo. It is story time and with And I love talking about your writing and you know how much you appreciate it, but mm-hmm. I kind of want to hear a little bit. I want to hear a little poem, maybe two. It's crazy you say that, because I just happen to have one here. Oh, do you? Right next to me. Then we'll get to that after the break. Let's get to that. This is awesome, though. You should keep this up even after, like, it's done with your assignment. Yeah? You know what I mean? This is f***ing sick, dude. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad you're enjoying your time. I really am. And I'm glad you said that after the commercial break because we are so back. So back. Charlie, it's time. It's time. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to share this with you guys. Yeah, so you brought a little poem. I did. I'll give you the floor now. You get to read it. So this poem is called The Air Feels Nice When You Slow Down and Breathe. Here it is. So, inconvenience is solaceful. Next time you spill coffee all over your freshly ironed shirt, thank God. For now, you hear the birds. You feel the air. A break you deserve. Heartbreak is solaceful. Rawness is beautiful and sorrow is raw. Vulnerability is a privilege you have been blessed with. Put some Mozart on and cry, brother. Break down. A break you deserve. Uncertainty is solaceful. The stress-inducing choice at the fork in the road is a liberty some would kill for. Embrace your volition. Breathe a sigh of relief and untense your shoulders. Choice breaks you free from the chains of an exhausting conformity. A break you deserve. Exhaustion is solaceful. You have worked hard. I am so proud of you. Rest awaits, brother. And it will be sweet. A rest is much sweeter when drained. A break you deserve. Death is solaceful. You are mortal. You are a time bomb doomed for inevitable detonation. You are cognizant, brother, and it scares you. Do not fear, for God envies you, as the crushing reality of your downfall allows you a certain kind of serenity he will never experience. A break you deserve. I'm afraid there is a catch. Mortality was gifted to you under a single circumstance. Alter your perspective, brother, as there is solace in all. A melancholic existence is that of one who has not recognized their solace, for once solace is recognized, it radiates, resonating with all, a break they deserve. Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah. I love it. 
I personally you, love it. I Hearing it. you narrate it makes it so much better because mm. of your soothing voice. No, oh, stop it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I truly enjoyed it. You gave it Thank to me you. a little bit before the show started. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a chance to uh, check it over, be able to break it down a bit. Yeah. And I have quite a few questions about it. Man, if you don't want I'm, I'm here to answer them. Amazing. Talk to me. So we're going to start off with the title itself. Okay. The air feels nice when you slow down and breathe. Mm-hmm. I know we spoke about this a little bit throughout uh, our interview, which I guess was foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you sometimes struggle with your whole idea of standing and taking it all in? 100%. 100%. Because it's so easy when you're caught up in the daily grind. Just wake up, eat, go to school. I commute. <laughs> go drive to school. Go to class. Go to lunch. Go to class. Study. Workout. Train client. Go to work. Go to whatever and go to sleep it's so easy to get lost in that and it's so it is so mandatory it is it is required that in order for you not to go crazy you take down feel the air feel the breeze breeze you slow down and breathe yeah the charlie marino man mantra some may say yeah some may say <laughs> and then i wanted you to uh breaking it down into stans- stanzas for sure. i wanted you to break out this first one until you feel the air okay what did you mean by this when you say the first one you're talking like the, the first inconven- stanza like inconvenience the soul is full mm-hmm. next time you spill coffee all over your freshly out mm-hmm. shirt thank god for now you hear the birds you feel the air okay with that you mentioned god a few times mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. um your poetry is religion a very big part of your life religion is a big part of my life i would say yes i grew up christian and being a philosophy minor here at school and reading a lot of philosophy on my own has made me kind of question my christianity religion and i go by a mantra that i believe in god i do not believe in what man says about god because there is men are men are mortal men and females i'm saying man but people are mortal and their opinions are skewed but god is immortal i, I believe in god i just dropped my pen i'm sorry. happens to the best of us <laughs> i would say that religion is a very big part in my life yes and I'm not going to be like one of those people that's, oh, I'm spiritual. I'm not religious. Like, no, you are religious. The definition of religion is that. It is, I don't like conforming myself, restricting myself to a particular religion. But I used to think that I was Christian. I grew up Christian. But there's a lot of corruption in the Catholic Church, as there is in all other religions. Lots of corruption. So my Yeah, of course. I mean... That's yeah. why I was happy when you said that you believe in God, not men's idea of God. Mm-hmm. Because when you think about it, the church has, you know, destroyed lives. Everything destroyed, they do yeah. throughout history has been for money. They mm-hmm. stirred away. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's good to go to mass. It's good to go to church. It's just like you got to know the history behind it and all that kind of stuff. So I'm of very course. glad that you said you believe in God, just not, not men's what man idea says about of God. It, of exactly. So yeah, that's about mentioning God and uh, the stanza in itself. The first five stanzas are just inconvenience, heartbreak, uncertainty, exhaustion, and death. Who likes those? No one. But there is solace. There is beauty. There is something to gain in all of those inherently negative experiences, Mm -hmm. ideas. So in the first one, I picture I'm headed to work. I'm drinking my coffee. 
Black, of course. No cream or sugar. Of course. That guy. Yeah, I've, I've seen you slam five shots of espresso back to back. <laughs> you got it, man. You got it. That's another vital part of being able to do your day. Caffeine. Just extreme caffeine. Extreme caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of caffeine. But I picture a guy on his way to work, your typical nine to five, um, just not in a good headspace, and he spills coffee on his shirt. In that moment, he has a fork in the road. He has a decision to make. Either he lets it ruin his day, or he changes, he looks up, and he hears the birds chirp, and it brings him solace. That's amazing. And I appreciate this line so much more now that you explain of course. how you stay sane, you know, in your crazy lifestyle. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of the questions I had, we already went over in the interview cool. by accident. Cool. Um, but on the other stunts, I really like this line where you say, Sorrow is raw. Vulnerability is a privilege you've been blessed with. Put some most hurt and cry. Brother, mm -hmm. break down. Mm -hmm. That is insane. <laughs> Vulnerability is a privilege you've been blessed with. Truthfully is. Absolutely gorgeous way to put it. Because we're human. Yeah, and it goes back to like like the lack of vulnerability in men. Mm -hmm. Since you're seeing it through your own point of view. That is in That theme is in most of my writing. I'd say... 85% of what I write has that as an underlying theme, somewhat of a layer, is awesome. vulnerability of men. Like, I'll explain that line a little. So, being born as a human, we could have been born as anything. I do believe in a concept of the soul, and we are lucky enough to be living and have a soul. And we could have been put in a flea. We could have been put in a lion, but instead we are a complex cognizant and conscious human being with emotional depth that can't be perceived by anyone when you start to fathom it it just you devolve you divulge into this abyss of just like oh my gosh what is that we are just so complex that's that is a privilege to me Definitely yeah. is. I mean, being alive is a privilege. For sure. Which comes into the next stanza, which is my favorite mm. stanza in the whole poem. Mm -hmm. I'll read it again. Read it again. Uncertainty is solaceful. The stress-inducing choice at the fork in the road is liberty some would kill for. Embrace your volition. Breathe a sigh of relief and untense your shoulders. Choice breaks you free from the chains of exhausting conformity. I break you to serve. First of all, those first three lines are gorgeous. You know, thankfulness is something that is often not practiced by people, you know? Mm. We become used to the good and focus all of us into the bad. It's just all about remaining thankful. And 100%. once again, the same theme continues, staying on your feet, you know, of being where your feet are. Exactly. And liberty some would kill for is just what can mean to us the worst day in the world. You have people on the other side of the world that are sweatshops exactly wars. exactly you know, they're not free exactly we are all free and we are not chained down maybe intellectually in some senses but we're not going to get to that but we are so in charge of ourselves and the most stressful choice like i said it's it's a blessing mm -hmm. so you're trying to decide between whether or not you should quit your job you have the choice to quit it you're trying to decide whether or not to 
I don't know. You say it. If you're trying to make a decision, you are blessed. Exactly. Like, even that, just if you want to leave your job, you do it. Some people do it. don't have that option. Exactly. Some people are just, you know, content with what they have and do the best they can. And following in on this stance, I also have two words that really meant a lot to me. Of course. Exhausting conformity. I reread this over and over and over. And that's just lack of originality. Like, people are really content with that. People yeah. are content with just fitting in and being part of the pack. Yeah. I know that's not you. What is freedom to you? <sighs> that's a deep one, man. Freedom is a lot of things to me. There's layers. Um, at first, I'm, I'm a free. I'm free. I'm a U.S. citizen. I'm so grateful to be a citizen here. I, you know, there's laws that I have to follow, but I, I have freedom of choice. You know what I mean? I can do. Hey, those are optional. Those yeah, are right, optional. Those are yeah, optional. You know? <laughs> I don't gotta follow. They can't arrest you, man. You're exactly. too fast. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cut. Freedom to me. <laughs> All right, and we are back from the commercial break. We got word from uh, the officers in the studio that Charlie can't be arrested, and if we keep pushing the topic, he will be arrested. So yeah, we, it sucks, uh, but you know, we, we unfortunately, man. yeah. Exhausting conformity. Exhausting, honestly. But I think we were talking about before a little hiatus. I think we were discussing my perception of freedom. And I look at freedom as there is multiple layers. There's multiple layers to it. As I perceive everything, there's multiple layers to everything. Like an but, ogre. Like an ogre. With an onion. With an onion. <laughs> For the viewers that don't know, Charlie Marino, his uh, the ogre. page is Seymour the, the Ogre. Nickname I've had since sixth grade from Michael Emery. Shout out Michael Emery. Ogre in sixth grade? Yep, he started that. Oh, I'm glad you're too big for... Uh... It's amazing, man. <laughs> I hated it at first. I love it now. It's, it's so it's, You know, it's better than when we get mad at you and call you Oaf. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, oaf. sorry. All right, back. So... Back to freedom. Freedom, yeah. So... Oh, man. Um, intellectual freedom. I think that societal norms sticks us in this cage, but I feel like the cage is made of ice and us recognizing that we are so in control of what we do radiates this heat, this emotional heat that just melts the cage away. So we are all conditionally free. We need to realize that we are free in order to be free. And I'm talking straight intellectually. When I say intellectually. Yeah, of course, like self-awareness. Of course. Self-awareness, but more just awareness that you can really do what you want. You can pursue what you want. And in elementary and middle school, you couldn't because you were scared of being bullied I was bullied. I know you were bullied. We were oddballs in middle school. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just that's what it is. And most most people, most cool people like us were. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> a little heartbreaker. Right? Yeah. right? A little heartbreaker. <laughs> but um, just realizing that people's opinions, they really don't matter. Of course not. Like you we know? went over in the last podcast with uh, – 
you know, our, our good Lozinski. friend, J.M. Lozinski. Of course. Um, wow, well, he gave us his story about him going to school and, you know, the Hawaiian girl. Of course, the Hawaiian uh, girl. The Hawaiian girl outfit and just not caring what other people think about That's it, which it, man. is huge. Like, when you realize that, like, you can do whatever that, you know, whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. It's when you, like, people start following you. That is euphoria right there. That is That is reaching some kind of social nirvana, I believe, and... I truthfully realized that I remember probably junior year of high school is when I truly started embracing the weird man with a million layers, loves lifting and music and poetry and being loud and eating and love. I love love. That's me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just embracing that. And so uh, I'd say that that was, the, that's the, it's intellectual freedom, societal freedom free of societal norms that i was referring to in this yeah. poem and i mean we also forget that like freedom is something you have to work towards mm -hmm. you know especially if you're talking intellectual i always like to give this example when it comes to music I, mm -hmm. I was talking to my dad one day and he told me about how we gotta stop complaining like when it comes to music and i would always play him like the same like you know same two playlists i would always play him he would be like you have all the music you have all the information in the world in your fingertips yeah and you're not taking advantage of that and yeah. you're throwing it away yeah it's the same like you have all the potential in the world and if you just want to conform with what other people like or other people like think of you mm. then you're just wasting your own freedom gets exhausting man it is it's harder it is truthfully harder to conform it gets exhausting that's exhausting conformity man conformity. that's what I meant you know yeah um Going, following in the, um, in the poem, following mm. along to the next stanza, you have this line that says, I am so proud of you. Mm. When you wrote this poem, were you talking to yourself? Were you talking to some other person? Myself. To yourself? Yep. So it when you very, were calling yourself brother. poem. When you were calling yourself brother, mm. why did you choose the word brother? The word brother. I believe that everyone in this world... Not literally. Like, I don't believe in the story of Adam and Eve. I don't believe we all come from Adam and Eve, but I won't get into that. Adam and Steve? Adam and Steve, yeah, man. But I believe that we are all bonded by something of some sort of higher connection. Back to the concept of souls, and if you want to talk about this on another time, I'd be happy to, but it's it would take hours. Yeah, um course. In an easier matter, we're all just energy. We're all energy, man, and we all we're all brothers and sisters on this metaphysical plane, and that even goes to right me and myself. Um, Charlie Marino, the guy you see every day, the external voice, and then my soul, my internal voice, my internal dialogue. I believe those are. One and the same, but then again, two different things. Like when you're talking to yourself, it's you are talking to yourself. I don't know if that makes sense. That's the best way I can explain it, like off the dome like this. But there's there's two. It's your, you and then your internal dialogue. Yeah, there's the you that you show other people and the you that you just are, you know. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, in a, in a way. It's in a hard a, concept. A, it's you a, know, it's, it's a, a crazy. It's a college it's a podcast, weird, right? right? We're yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> we're no philosophers here. We're, we're exactly. just speaking our minds. That's it, man. But um, so yeah, I was just telling myself basically, and this stanza, I'd say is the most literal out of any of the stanzas. 
Because I work so hard. You do. I give everything 120%. And when I laid down in bed at the end of the day, I used to just be like, what could I have done better? And just beat the shit out of myself. And then I just reached this bliss of like, I live, I just, I did so much and I did so good. And it's those positive self affirmations that allows me to maintain this kind of the jubilancy is that a word jubilance jubilance something like that jubilance that you guys see on a daily basis you know that's not artificial i'm truthfully so i'm a very happy person and yeah. just the positive self-affirmations are what helped me and the fact that you're 20 that. years old and you already figure out your own key to happiness it's yeah, something man. that people never some people just never figure it out you just gotta think you gotta really separate yourself from you you gotta just it's there man yeah it's there you know mm -hmm. and i i am really proud of myself and sometimes i feel drained and i just don't want to get out of bed but you just gotta say man get up to your stuff and rest so good tonight you've got a nice bed at home with some nice pillows and you'll sleep so good tonight and it'll feel so good when you climb into bed like that's what i meant by this one do you do the i know this has become like popular in social media do you what do the it? one two three method What's that? So for me, I've adopted this because I'm, I don't want to say I'm a lazy person, but sometimes it takes a little bit to, like, you mm -hmm. know, get the gears going. Mm -hmm. uh, whenever I'm just, like, you know, in uh, my TikTok enrichment time and I can't get out of my phone <laughs> or nope. I think I'm busy, but I'm really just, you know, sitting on my yeah, desk, twirling my thumbs. Twirling. I just sit down and I was like, all right, on the count of three. And it's one, two, three. You just stand up. You jump yeah. out of bed. You do whatever you have to do. You just take that first step, and after that, it becomes easier. Yeah. Do you do that, or is it just like I'll subconscious? Tell you, at my this method point? is a little PG thirteen, so you might want to edit this out. I just call myself a bitch. I'm like, are you really just gonna lie? Like you have stuff to do. Get up and do it. But then it's that. That's what like gets me up because I'll be laying on my bed on my TikTok when I have stuff, and I'm like, you know what? No, just get up. Stop being a bitch, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then that that's not that hard for me. You know, the getting in the cold showers and the David Goggins mentality really comes pretty easily to me, working hard. It's a quality that my parents have instilled in me. Mm -hmm. God, I have, I have the best parents, just amazing people. They're very sweet. Uh, actually, Charlie they're and I have awesome. the same birthday, and they we got did. us both the same cake, and they, they put both her names on it. They did. And it was a really special moment. Oh, no, stop, man. I'll tell my mom and dad that, but... Um, Tell them, you know, they're gonna be listening to this. What exactly, are we doing, uh, exactly. Mr. and Mrs. Marina? <laughs> Hi, mom, dad. Hi, mom, dad. <laughs> but what is harder for me is is the the flip side of that. The okay, I'm done for the day. Time to make myself some tea, read, relax, and go to bed. Now I need to be doing something productive till the second I fall asleep. It's that relaxing at the end of the day because I, I deserve it. And that's, again, what this stands up. That's what catalyzed this stanza, what inspired it. Amazing. Catalyzed. So, yeah, you can really see how much of yourself you put in. Um, and now going into the end of the poem, uh, we're in the last two stanzas. Mm. In the, what is it, one, two, three, four, in the fifth stanza, mm. you talk about death. Mm. Um, death is solaceful, you're immortal, you're a time bomb, doomed for inedible d detonation, you're a cognizant brother, and it scares you. Do not fear, for God envies you. 
Sorry, the pacing is just god-awful. Of course. No, you're good. As a crushing reality of your downfall allows you a kind of serenity, he will never experience a break you deserve. Talking about death is hard. Hard. Because it's something that all of us can be, like, I don't know, I try to adopt being a nihilist for a little time in high school. And it's something you can come to terms with, you know, I'm okay. Mm. You know, if this is my time, it's just God willing, mm. that's just when it is. But it's not true. Everyone is horrified of dying mm -hmm. do you think it's a fear that you have to get over or just live with I will give you in 30 seconds how I view this thing we call life 30 seconds you're born wait 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 30 yeah. seconds like you need a time to think no 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 so I know I said that I wrote this poem really speaking to myself, but in reality, these last two lines were not. It was to someone who, like you said, is just petrified of dying, just like living every day, dooming death. A dear friend of mine actually is struggling recently with, he's very religious, very Christian, and he is just so scared of going to hell. He's like, oh my gosh. I need to lead my life so good for the reason I don't want to go to hell, right? I have come to terms with the fact that one day I will die. Like, that is what the first couple lines here means, is that I am mortal. You are literally a time bomb. You will detonate. But there's beauty in that. Because life is... Life is beautiful, but I know... Lots of people who are elderly are just ready for the peace that death brings. And what happens after you die? That is a loaded question that I have done days of thinking about. And I have no, I don't know what I truthfully believe, but... I mean, it's we can speculate, but at the end, speculate. we have to wait until it happens. Exactly. And know what it is. Which is exciting, and I don't think that it's this just eternal hell, this... this or even a purgatory. I think that there is some kind of afterlife. And I think if you use your time here on Earth, Earth is a test. How you lead your life is a test. And if you're a good person at heart, to the core of you, if you if you are good, you will. You're 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 destined for for excellent not excellence you're destined yeah. for beauty you know of course and that goes back to the point of separating god and men's idea of exactly. god because at least for me i truly believe i'm uh i'm catholic mm -hmm. i truly believe that god's only wish for us is to just be happy exactly and i understand the fear of you know going to hell and all that kind of stuff but it's all about just being a good person mm enjoying your life exactly learning what works for you and just not putting other people down so i don't feel like now death is of course something i fear because i have these unrealistic expectations mm -hmm. for, well not, not unrealistic i have these like massive expectations for myself mm -hmm. which my only fear of death comes in if i'm not going to be able to like achieve them yeah you yep. know that's like my only fear but for i don't sure. live around with it no it's just like an extra little flame little thing yeah yeah it's little a little thing, thing that up. just keeps you going for sure um no for sure like like i wrote in this fifth stanza it's kind of this whole poem goes on to increasingly more heartbreaking 
um, not heartbreaking, but like the the caliber, the degree of badness, with lack of a better a better term, intensifies till you're at this this theme of death, which is like you said, people's worst nightmare. And I even go so far in the other direction as to say, do not fear, for God envies you, because He's immortal, and that that is that is. It's scary. That's that's a curse, not a curse, but yeah, mortality you know, must be. You know, I would get bored after like the first, you know, couple like, hundred years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm 22, everyone. and I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna do this for another <laughs> another 80 <laughs> some odd years, man. Like I'm just saying, that's that's terrible having to watch your kids die, your grandkids, and you're just there to spectate it almost. And yeah, no, it's 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 a break. Like I say, a break you deserve. Yeah. You it's know? just sleep when you die. Man, that's it. It's um, the eternal rest. Yeah. And then, oh, God, we've been going for 40 minutes. Um, <laughs> you have and a lot then, of editing to do. I, of course I do. Of course. And finishing up your poem, uh, I just want to tell you my last and second favorite line of this whole oh. poem. This last line, as there is solace in all, a melancholy existence is one of those who has not recognized their own solace. Hmm. It's just a beautiful line that describes, you know, peace within yourself and being okay. Like melancholy, it's, it's a feeling that can be seen both ways. It's either torture or it's beautiful. Mm. And I feel like solace, which is this comfortability, this being at peace with shit not going your way. Mm. I feel like it's the complete opposite. So it's just like, in order to understand melancholy, you have to understand solace. There you go. You hit the nail on the head there, man. That's it. <laughs> there are a lot of weird explaining, but we got right, there. We got there. Um, you know? But yeah. So You got to recognize your blessings, man. You That's it. You have to recognize that you're blessed, and there's always someone who knows it worse than you. And as um, cliche as that sounds, it's just so true, you know? Yeah. Well, Charlie Marino... Thank you very much for coming into this very special oh, second episode of Storytime with Bardo. It Bardo. was my pleasure. You had a beautiful poem. We got to show the audience a little bit of who you are as a person. You know, some people may already know you, and, you know, there's more to that uh, big man that talks really <laughs> loudly in the union now. Of course. Yeah. Um, but once again, thank you. Man down, man down. <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. Woo! But yeah, thank you very much for coming. Of Any course, man. final words, anything I forgot to ask, anything you would like to add? Be you, man. Unapologetically, be you. That's it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Charlie. Of course. All of you guys, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, it's been a pleasure being your host once again. Stay tuned for epi- episode three coming soon. Numero trace. Bye-bye. Заходил, бывало много лучше, но на этот раз мне про него удалось.